You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Maybe all the way up to the conference. Uh, we have, we have the, the leadership in this church are going to come minister the word on the Be Still series. Amen. Uh, we did this last year. So we're just going to impart that. And so I gave them a challenge, and they're going to come and bring forth what God has placed in their hearts. And I know that each one will be pieces that we can put together, that we can apply to our lives, and also get ready for the, uh, for the Be Still conference. Amen. Uh, that's the theme. Of course, it's the Well Conference, uh, but, but the Be Still is going to come, and so we're going to have a great time. And so we're going to kick it off, amen, with our first uh, servanthood leader, amen, to kick it off for tonight. And, and the re- next few weeks, amen, we got men and women they are going to come minister the Word of God. We're going to be blessed by it. So I want you to open your hearts, amen. Just receive. Tell your neighbor, receive. Just receive. Don't, 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 don't look at the person up here. Don't, don't, don't put a... a a judgment on them or who they are. Just be open to receive God's word. Can somebody say amen? Amen. So put the put your hands together together. Amen. Give the Lord some praise. Amen. As Brother Fino comes up. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys all for being here. I don't know. Did Pastor still post, you know, who's preaching? Okay, because that's why there's people here. But um, I thank God. I thank God he did it the way he did it. But, yeah, we, we um, <laughs> I have to get it out of the way, you know. And I'm, I'm blessed my, my brother Derek is here. He hasn't seen me preach, right? He hasn't seen me preach in a while. So, you know, brother Derek. And, um, you know, this is everybody. I thank everybody that's here tonight. Um, Alex, I don't know if you guys know her. She's uh, the director at Street Teens. Uh, I'm glad. I'm blessed she's here. I, I invite a lot of people. I invite a lot of people. I put a text out, and people are like, man, that's the only time I ever hear from you. I said, because you guys don't answer the other texts, so I got to try to get you guys. But you know what? I was discouraged when I was going to come and preach. And do you guys remember Pastor's um, message on Sunday? Who was here on Sunday? You guys remember what he preached on? Huh? Huh? Wow, see, you hear all the other stuff? Forgiveness. And I had put this together a few weeks ago, and mine was true forgiveness, and I was like, I can't preach. I was texting Cherise during pastor's preaching. I was like, I got to go home and start all over. And she goes, pray on it, huh, Cherise? She's like, just pray on it. It's all right. And then pastor goes, don't worry about it. Go for it. And you know, that's when you know God lines us up for a reason, right? Everything. Pastor just said, throughout these few months is coming up, pieces together are going to come together for a reason. God, this is God's word. This is what God put on pastor's heart to preach on forgiveness, right? 
And that's what he placed on my heart. There's a reason why God's bringing this up. It might just be for one person up in here. But I'm pretty sure we all have some of that. We all need that. You want to be still this year? You want to be still? Figure out the things that, that are still hindering you, keeping you from listening and hearing what God has for us this year. Forgiveness is coming up twice already, you guys. Twice and really quickly. God's trying to make something or break something in our hearts, and our lives. How does one get true forgiveness? Anybody know? Anybody had some thoughts? How does one get true forgiveness? True forgiveness is not giving forgiveness to somebody that you love. True forgiveness is not a word you just say, right, to get out of getting a ticket. Oh, see, somebody just laughed. Or going to jail, right? I've been pulled over many times. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to go that fast. Oh, I, I didn't know the speed limit. You ask for forgiveness, right? That's not true forgiveness. True forgiveness is not just saying it to get it out of an argument with your spouse. Just so they can be quiet. Most of us that are married here know what I'm talking about. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, babe. No, just so they can. And I, 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 I don't say to be quiet. I say shut up so they can just shut up. Because when you're arguing with your spouse, it's getting deep. That's not true forgiveness. That's just a band-aid, right? Stop it. Just quit. I'm done. Yeah. My, my favorite one is Mahat Malik. It's the reason I was what I'm talking about. So is my wife. So are you guys. Pastors know. If you guys don't know, you guys got to get the movie. It's uh, Father of the Bride. One and two. About three, week, three weeks ago, right before pastor asked me to preach, I was at work, and, and Sharice works for me. But well, we work together. She doesn't work for me. We work together. And I work with all women. So for you guys, feel sorry for me. I work with all women. And it's, they're not saved. That's the only one to say right there. Well, we have another sister that's there, you know. Um, and it gets crazy in there. It gets rowdy. And we have a new person there that, that started working with us. And I don't, want, I don't want to say certain things, but it came down to where I offended her. I disrespected her. And all of the above in her eyes. And she attacked me, like came at me and went off on me. It got ugly. And I, I was there standing still, not knowing what just happened. But I wanted to attack. When you come at me, I'm going to come at you. Especially if I don't even know what I did. 
right? How many of you guys feel like that? You come at me, I'm going to come at you. I guess I'm the only one who's crazy up in here. Oh, see, I see some hands in the back. They're shaking their head. No, me too. I got you. I got you. Oh, I. But you know what I'm saying is that when you get attacked for something you didn't even know you did, what do you do then? The definition for true or truth is free from error in accordance with fact or truth. Make sure you have been given the correct information. Accurate, true, exact, unyearing, faithful, strict, faultless, flawless, airless, perfect word, perfect, on the right track, along the right lines. That's what true means. The definition for forgiveness, the action or process of forgiving or being forgiven. The process of being forgiven. You cannot have forgiveness if you haven't been forgiven. Pass out. And grandparenthood never stops. You gotta be at it all times. But the action of pro or process of forgiving or forgiven, being forgiven. So for us to be able to forgive, we have gotten to be forgiven, right? Are you forgiven? Are you forgiven? You better know if you're forgiven. I know I'm forgiven. If not, I wouldn't be standing here. You understand now? You're forgiven because you wouldn't be where you're at right now. Especially if you know exactly where you were before. You're forgiven. So that means that you have to know how to forgive others. You have to. Forgiveness means also pardon, understanding, tolerance, mercy, pity, letting off. Again, you guys remember what I was saying. I was attacked in a way that I didn't even know what was happening. You think I remembered all those things about forgiveness at that moment? We don't. We don't. We haven't tapped into that yet. At least I haven't. But you're forgiven. So you should know these things, right? Because it was shown to us where we were at. I know where I was at when I was forgiven, you guys. You know where you were at. In your walk. That's what I'm talking about.
forgiveness. We beg your forgiveness for keeping you waiting. I know I like to say it at times in my head. And I, I, I want to say I want to hope that I'm the only one that thinks like this. But we're, we're all human. When people come at me a certain way like that, I don't want to forgive. And they come at me, and I think in my head. And sometimes I think out loud. And Sharice has been around when that's happened, where I say, I wonder if they would act like this towards me if they knew who I was before Christ. Would they treat me this way if they knew how ruthless I can get? And then I got to stop and think and remember I'm not that man. So why do I think that way? We shouldn't be thinking like that, right? If we're changed, if we're our son or daughter of Christ, we shouldn't be thinking that way. You think Christ thought like that when he was walking down with that cross and he was dragging it, getting beaten all the way up there? He took it. He took it all the way to the end. He took it. Why can't we? Why can't we? I say it a couple of times, if I was in the world, oh, they wouldn't be looking at me like that. They would not say that. But we're not in the world. I'm not in the world. You're not in the world. You're here. You're saved. If you're not saved, we'll come to that at the end. And we'll come together at that end. In Romans, in the NIV um, Bible, Romans 7, 15, and 20, through 20 it says, and I, I'm going to use that because I can't see. Here's my Bible. I can't see. I tried it. It says in verse um, 15, I do not understand what I do. For what I do, for what I want to do, I do not do. What I want, but what I hate, I do. How many of you guys do that? Come on. Next verse. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. Next verse. As it is, it is no longer I, myself, who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I, 
to do it. But it is sin living in me that does it. And you know the enemy is so quick to come to you when you don't do the right thing quickly. You don't respond right quickly. You guys get attacked like that? Right? He's standing right there. He's like, oh, I knew he was going to slip up. I knew she was going to trip. He's ready. He's ready. He hits everybody. He hits pastors. He hits leadership. He hits people that come to the altar that same day who get saved and walk straight out that door. He hits all of them. He's right there ready to just say, I told you he was a fake. I told you he wasn't ready. He didn't want this. Right? We just read the scripture. Romans 7, 22-24. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my, of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death? You guys know who will rescue you? And what does it say? It says that we're a prisoner in the body. This is stuff that you want to learn and know because when we do not forgive others, we ourselves are the prisoners. We ourselves are keeping ourselves from going forward in Christ. Matthew, I want to say it should be right there, but it's not. Teresa was helping me because I messed up something. Um, Matthew 18, 1 through 35. There's going to be a long one. I read slow and I stutter a lot, so laugh if you want. If you want to read it, go for it. It's right there. Yes. He called the little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter into the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one such child is my name. 
If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of these things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed and crippled than to have two hands or two feet to be thrown into the eternal fire. And if you were, and if your eyes causes you to stumble, gouge it out. And with one eye, then it is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. See that you do not dispense one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven will always see the face of my Father in heaven. But what do you think? If a man owns a hundred sheep, and one of them wanders away, will he not leave the ninety-nine on the hills and go look for them, for the one that wandered off? And if he finds it, truly I tell you, he is happier about that one sheep than the ninety-nine that did not wander off. In the same way, your Father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. If your brother or sister sin and go sin, go and point out their fault. Just between the two of you, if they listen to you, you have won them over. But if they will not listen, take one or two others along and that every matter may be established by the testimony of two or three witnesses. If they still refuse to listen, tell it to the church. And if they refuse to listen even to the church, treat them as you would a pagan or a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, I truly tell you that if you two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done to them by the Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. Then Peter turned to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many a time shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to, up to seven times? Jesus answered, Truly I tell you, not, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Amen. How many times should we forgive? It, it's just a number because it's a lot. How many times do you think Jesus forgives us through our lifetime? Every time he forgives us, no matter what, you can think of anything you want to think of, he'll forgive you. And we have to forgive our brothers and sisters that many times. That many times. You guys can finish off that at your guys' time. Um, it goes into the story about the, the man that, that 
was accused of owing money, right? And he comes and, and he's asking for forgiveness to the master. Oh, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. Forgive all my debt. Pastor hit on that too. How many of us have, have had debt forgiven? I've had, you know, records, <laughs> you know, not records, like jail records, gone, sealed. I never paid for it, and it's gone. I don't see them no more. God does that. That's how he forgives you. You might not see some of those things. Some of the bills that you even get, you're like, wait a minute, that bill needs to be higher than that, right? Something's wrong. My air conditioner is broken. The meter's broken. No, it's God taking care of you, forgiving stuff for you. We were reading too earlier about the sin that's in us. That when I want to do good, I end up doing the bad things that I that I hate. I end up doing them. What what if we acting that way? What do you learn from it? If you act a fool, and I know I'm gonna use words that probably some of the older folks don't know, but when I act a fool, is like. I act crazy with them. I know you know, Pastor Mary. I know, I'm not including you. I know you're hip. But I'm talking about when we act a certain way or we act out of character, Christ-like character, what do you get from that? What do you learn out of that? You want to know what I learned that day? That the person that attacked me said, because of what I see, that's why I don't go to church. I was getting attacked in different ways that I couldn't understand. I wanted to call my pastor and say, hey, I might go to jail. I'm just saying that this is what I'm thinking with. I'm not thinking with this. I'm not thinking with the forgiving heart, the forgiving person. I'm thinking with this. Sometimes this gets us in trouble. Right there, please, please, please. I speak with fear. People that act a certain way or they respond the way we were reading in the in, in, earlier in Romans 7, 15 and 20 and 7, 22 through 24, what we were reading, that sin that's in us will cause us to lose our freedom, our families, Right? And that's because they're carrying that unforgiveness or the unforgiving. Some of them lost their lives in their unforgiveness towards others because they didn't feel like they were forgiven. They don't understand that God came to forgive us from all our sins. But once he forgives us, we got to walk in righteousness in him, right? That means no longer going back to the old ways. You know, when I was out there and I was in the world, I, I, I didn't forgive. I didn't forgive nobody. I didn't care about nobody. I didn't even care about me. That fueled me to keep going out there and doing what I did. When you don't have that forgiving heart, you're fueling 
the wickedness. You're fueling your strength to go out there and just do what you do and not care about what Christ did for us on that cross. Right? You want true forgiveness? Then get away from that old self, that old way of thinking. That's how you get true forgiveness. You have to separate yourself from that. If not, you're not going to give that forgiveness. You're not going to be forgiving towards people. And I mean true forgiveness. I still haven't even got to that yet. Let me tell you guys something that you guys should know about yourself. Romans 12, 1 through 2, or 1 and 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. At work, what happened at work, it was on a Friday. Sharice was there, and she was in awe with it too, right? But I'm going to tell you guys something. God is with us all the time. The Spirit of God is with you all the time. In your circumstances, we sang the songs. I heard it. You heard it. You sang it. It said, in all my circumstances, I thank you. Right? You guys thank God every day for anything, whether there is good stuff that comes at you or bad stuff. You should thank him. Because in that bad situation, this is coming out of it. And I'm feeling something now different now. You, you continue, you always grow. Every day in Christianity, you, you should be growing and going another step closer and another step closer. Pastor's not there yet. Are you there, Pastor? On Monday, listen, Friday it happened. And I was standing still those days, listening to God, what is going on? Am I not walking with you, God, that I was getting attacked that way, the things that was being said to me? Am I not walking with Christ? Does she not see you, God, in me? That's the next thing you want to know. Are people seeing Christ in you? It was ugly. I didn't even want to go back to work. I was going to just... Hey, I'm done. I don't want to face that. Come on, man. I know you guys act like that too. Don't 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 think it's just me. You get attacked and you you're like I'm done. I rather not deal with it. But if God is in you and Christ is in you, then you walk across any situation knowing that He's got your back. So I had Friday night to trip on this. You know, we, we go over the situation over and over, and then we just get crazy. I already buried her. I have a few spots. Don't judge me. 
You guys think like that too? I know you do. I know you do. Ooh, I know that you do. Ooh, you know why. Saturday, Sunday, I'm in church. I know what I need to do. I need to leave it in God's hands, right? We all know what to do. Do you? Do you really leave it in his hands? Or do you want to act on it and take care of it yourself? Sunday I was here and I'm ushering and I'm like, oh, please don't let her come in through the church doors. Come on. And God didn't give me my answer. I didn't know what I was going to do. Monday morning I'm driving in and it's a 30, it's 45 minutes, but I make it in 30 minutes. I'm going to ask for forgiveness if I get pulled over. And I go, and I'm praying, and I'm asking, and I say, God, God, what do you, and then I go to this part where I'm like, God, I'm supposed to preach in a couple of weeks. What do you want me to preach on? And he said, through forgiveness. And I said, I can't stand. I knew why he was saying that. You know why he was saying that. You guys know. So I get to work. I come in. I'm always the first one in there from the CSR people. Well, one of the first. And I'm there. And then my boss is like, hey, I need, it's, it's going to be slow that week. That was coming up to 4th of July week. So we were going to be slow. We were kind of doing some odd stuff. And then I go and I tell her, I go, I told my boss, what do you want me to do? She goes, oh, can you take these and, and put them over here and I'm going to give these to the girl to do later. And I said, I'll take them to her. She goes, sure. And I said, yeah. And I go in there and I go, hey, uh, hi, good morning. And I said, hey, Amanda, you know, I, I shouldn't use her name. But I said, my boss said, here, boom, boom. If you can take care of this. She goes, oh, okay, yeah. Like nothing happened. And then I just looked at her. I grabbed her by her shoulder, and I told her, I'm sorry, I'm really sorry that I hurt your feelings, that I made you feel the way you felt. That's never my intention. And I hugged her, and she was going to start crying what she did, and she said, I've never had a true forgiveness that I felt sincere, that you were sincere about. And I said, that's because God is in you. That's why you're feeling. That's what you're feeling. Even though you don't want to be in church, that's what you're feeling. Because that's not from me. We read it. I have sin in me still that I'm trying to get out every day. But if Christ is in you and you say he is, then that's what they're going to see and feel when you are sincere about forgiving somebody. Or asking for forgiveness. I was asking for forgiveness that I didn't even know I did anything. You can ask her, did I do anything? I didn't do anything. And go ask her right now. But what I'm saying is, I didn't even know I had that in me. And God had to show me and reveal it to me. That even when you ain't done nothing, Christ didn't do anything. It was hung and 
crucified for our sins, then we have to take one too for the team and forgive people and ask for forgiveness. Even if you feel in your heart you ain't done a thing, I don't care. You want to show them Christ? Then humble yourself. My pastor texts me, be humble, brother, tonight. That's humbleness. This is what you see as humbleness. And I want to continue to feel that. I want people to see that. I don't want them to see the old, hard person that I was. I feel that I'm harder when I have Christ with me because I can go through any trial, any situation, at work, at home, wherever you're at. Some of you guys work in some harsh places. Convenience store, right? That's harsh. Sister Elizabeth works in the hospital. That's harsh. I volunteer with them where there's homeless kids, teens. They're young adults. They come in hard. They're street mentality. You guys, we got a sister right there, CO in the prison. Harsh situation. You want to be Christ-like? You want to win people over? You want to win people over to, to God? Show them Christ. Show them that kind of forgiveness. Sincere forgiveness. I asked for it when I didn't feel I did anything. I had to humble myself. That's hard for me to do. My wife's raising her hand in the back. Baby, stay in the back. She's raising both hands. You guys can't even see her. But let me tell you guys something. Pastor knows me from when I first got out of prison to where I'm standing at right now. This is true forgiveness. He knows how it was. And I don't like using that word no more. I'm going to try my best not to use that word. How I was, Pastor. I've never told you anything that I wouldn't stand by, but I want to stand by not using that word no more. And I pray that you guys don't use that no more. No more was I. I was no more. Get that out of your mind. Get that out of your heart. Be Christ-like. You want to know true forgiveness? Be Christ-like. That's bottom line for you guys. And for me. Colossians 3. Let's go to Colossians. Bear with each other. Bear with each other. You know what that word means? Put up with each other. With your crap. The way you are. How you speak. How you come in. What you're carrying. Bear with each other. We didn't all come in saved here. We all came in crazy. Didn't we, Pastor? You've seen everybody who's came in here. You bared with everybody, didn't you? You're still bearing with people. You're still bearing with me. I can't believe you gave me the mic. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a 
grievance, grievance against some, someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body, you, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Be thankful that I'm a changed man. I'm thankful that I'm a changed man. My family's thankful that I'm a changed man. And I know my pastor's thankful that I'm a changed man. Because I gave him a lot of gray hair. And I'm proud of that. I could drop the mic right now, but I don't want to break it. True forgiveness. You guys understand what true forgiveness is? Huh? You got it? You guys are putting it in your heart? Because it's going to be your turn pretty soon. It's going to be your turn pretty soon. And you just heard a testimony on how we can overcome that. Men, just stand up. Just get ready. We're going to go to the most important part of this whole uh, service tonight. That is asking any one of you, anybody in here. I don't care if you've been here before, if you've been saved, if you 